It's another KPI Cafe, a place where conversations happen that aspires to elevate retail automotive and all you great folks who work in it. As always, I'm your host, Dane Seville, co-founder of and brand manager for Reunion Marketing, a full-service digital marketing agency that affords me this opportunity to connect with so many great folks. And again, once more, speaking of great, that offer still stands. Uh, I'd like to share with you, and I'll be referring to this every KPI Cafe for the next few weeks. Uh, you know, again, if you haven't made that switch to GA4, I'll connect you through our team. We'll do it for free. No obligation, no fees, nothing. We just want to help you out. We want you to make sure that you're collecting uh, your historical data today and you're not missing out on opportunities to have that data to analyze when Universal Analytics sunsets uh, in, uh, I believe, July of 2023. Welcome back. It's part two. I hope you got value out of yesterday's part one. Before I release the rest of our conversation, I noticed something about myself. I say data, and a lot of folks say data. And I notice when the person says data for the first time, I change my tune. I also say data because I'm wondering, do they think I'm an idiot because I say data? Because data Sounds a little more British, right? It sounds a little more proper. The data. I say data. Just like, you know what? I'm a GIF guy. It's G-I-F. I eat peanut butter GIF with a J. I'm a GIF guy. So are you a data or data person or a GIF or GIF person? I'm interested. If you care to share your insights, send over to me how you pronounce it, right? I want to, like, am I in the wrong here? Am I in the minority? Am I like, am I like saying all these things wrong, right? I hope as a former English teacher, I'm not, but you know, what, what do you think? What, what's your opinion on this? Are you a data or data person, GIF or GIF person? Uh, hit me up, uh, Dane, D-A-N-E at RenewMarketing.com or, you know, even add me on social media and just, you know, reach out and just leave a comment on a post and say, dude, I'm a data guy. So uh, just, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm just curious. I'm just curious what folks out there are doing. So uh, again, if you want to, please reach out. If not, no big deal. I'm just going to continue saying the way I want to. How about that? So, all right. Part one, uh, a lot of great uh, information shared. And uh, so, I mean, hey, part two, I hope delivers as well. So uh, let's get right into it and let's start out part two of our conversation on artificial intelligence. It's a lot easier. And it's not to you know, snare them into it. It's just to make them feel comfortable with something that they already intended on doing. Yeah. Now, so that begs the question for me, you talked about, you know, it, it, it will go, Hey, this sounds uh, like, you know, let's hop on a call. It sounds like a be better for a, you know, phone conversation. Uh, how should an AI overcome objections? Like, is there, are there trigger words or there, are there things that, that are going to uh, alert it to, for it to understand that it needs to be passed along to a human being. Like what, what are those triggers that, that, that set off for the AI to make that pivot for the customer? Well, so number one, there's really not, at least in mind you, if somebody drops in a comment on this at, at a later date and, and proves me wrong, by all means, please drop it in there. But from my, from my knowledge is really not a strong or valid sales driven objection overcoming AI. Right. A lot of AIs are customer service based. You know, how can I help you with this? Let me book your appointment here. Let me do this. But there's not an AI that's built out 
conversationally where you can, you know, understand, understand the intent and the sentiment of the conversation and then flip it over and, and overcome that objection. We're obviously building that. Like that's one of our biggest things is trying to make this into a sales-driven AI, not to uh, sell the car, but just to overcome the simple objections that the customer may have yeah. so that we can lead them further down. Um, and my, my, my mind went blank. Your friend, I was asking, like, what triggers, like, what currently with AI, yeah, what, what yeah. would trigger it to then say, "Hey, let's 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 make a phone call," so it gets handed off to a yeah. human person to pick up so on that some, sentiment. Absolutely. So something that is specific, like if they're wanting to know whether the vehicle is available, whether they have certain financing, do they qualify for this? Um, you know, some of the easy things, like you know, uh, I don't have the best credit, but I have a full time job. That's not necessarily going to be like, oh, okay, I'm sorry we would just say, okay, great. That sounds good. And then ask the next question because most of the time, even if your credit's not the best, but you have a full-time job, like that's, that's a, on a per dealership basis, right? Yeah. Some stores can handle the subprime. Some stores can't, some stores can handle low income. Some stores can't. So that's not a huge objection, but anything that is an objection, objection. And it's really when it comes down to the details, you know, is the vehicle available? Do you have this one on the lot? You know, what's the overall price out the door? You know, um, what's my trade worth? Will you stroke me a check for it right now? You know, these things that require somebody in the store to physically answer the question, that's where it's going to have that, that quote unquote fallback, right? The fallback yeah. where the AI goes, nope, that it hit my wall where I know that I can't answer that. Now, granted, we don't build out the answers to that for that reason, because we don't want them to answer it. So I can't answer that. And that's where it really falls back to the, Hey, you know what? It's it's if it's something that's that the AI doesn't understand, then it'll say, "Hey, look, not quite sure I understand exactly where you're going or exactly what your what your question or your statement may be, but I have somebody that will. Can I get my manager to call you in five minutes?" Right, okay. and so so it 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 kind of sits back and and it'll it'll admit, "Hey, I'm not quite sure I understand that," but not from a bot way. Like I know that there's been times I've done it. And I'm sure you have where you're having a texting conversation with a, with a buddy and they're explaining something. You're like, what, huh? I don't get it. Dude, call me. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, that, it's that same kind of sentiment, the same kind of uh, verbiage and um, communication that's happening. Not quite sure. I understand. Uh, but I have somebody that probably does, or I can get you over to one of my managers. Can they give you a call in five minutes? And if they say, no, can you text them? Then I'll say, sure, I'll have them text you. And then at that point, our notification process goes to that team, make sure that it gets appropriate, handed off to the appropriate person. They understand the conversation. Then they can jump in via text separately because logically speaking, why would a manager jump in the same thread, but separately and be able to engage that customer with those questions. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, you know, I, I've been jotting notes and writing down questions and I'm feeling pretty satisfied about uh, talking about <laughs> engagements uh, with customers. So let's talk about a different aspect of it that we kind of uh, uh, sort of communicated about uh, before recording today, and that's workflows for new leads. How, how does AI work into, work into the workflow uh, of new leads at, at a dealership? Well, I think there's, there's the current and then I think there's the future, right? So currently an AI typically is working in like there's companies out there that do just sole email, right? They, they're an email automated company. They have AI driven in there and they understand and read the, the email conversations from the customer and be able to email back. Very, very similar to doing it via text, same process, same technology. Um, but right now, a lot of it's just the initial outbound, just the initial uh, trying to get the customer interested or engaged. Um, there's outbound ways 
where you can reach out to prior prospects or your portfolio of customers that you can reach out to it. But workflow wise right now, it's really just the beginning. And so the benefit of using the AI now in your workflows in the beginning is reducing that response time immediately, having the customer be able to answer the questions, getting the questions answered as soon as they possibly can, or um, being able to, well, at the same time, it reduces the amount of tasks that are required by the salesperson or the BDC rep. There's so many tasks. I mean, I, I just came from a store. There's so many tasks. It's, yeah. it's almost, I mean, as a salesperson, obviously there's prospecting, You're, there's follow-up. You have to be doing that. But there's a way that we can reduce that and make it more streamlined, make it more proactive and productive versus just saying, hey, here's your bucket of tasks. Boom, we're going to toss it on there. Because what happens is if you don't do the task, it gets you know overdue and now it's due the following day and now your manager's getting mad at you. But I sold two cars yesterday and I was with you know four customers. So there's this, you being able to leverage artificial intelligence and machine learning and all of this stuff together to make the process easier because I don't, I mean, humans can't be automated. Like we can be trained. We can be, you know, uh, we can be trained to do certain stuff or yeah. there's instructional things, but we can't be automated. So in reality, the workflow and the process should be automated and leaving the human up to the communication and the emotion and the relationship building, right? So if yeah. you can automate a lot of that stuff with the AI from the get-go, then you're already kind of building that relationship inherently just by getting the customer to communicate. Then you leverage the human ability at that point and they jump in where the customer's already pretty happy with the experience. So it doesn't have this clash from the get-go and then they can move on and be able to sell that car. I think in the future, AI is going to be a lot more involved, um, a lot more involved to be able to answer some of the questions that we won't answer right now because the technology will, will speed up where there is going to be a lot more accuracy in the data. Once we get better accuracy, we can expand on the AI more. And I think from a, um, from a integrity position, that's how we should sit because I don't want, like when I, when I came to connect, I told them from the get go, I don't want to quote an ROI because we didn't sell the car. Why would I quote an ROI? Because I didn't sell the car. My AI didn't sell the car online. My AI just connected you to them. So I'm not going to do that. So from an integrity standpoint, I'm very big about that where I don't want to say something that's not true. And I don't want anything that I'm a part of to say something that's not true. But as we move forward in the future with technology being more streamlined, with integrations and APIs being able to connect a lot better, especially within automotive, we'll be able to expand our knowledge and our ability to respond. So moving forward, the AI is going to be able to go deeper into that conversation um, on, on very much an omni-channel basis, whether it's in WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or you know, iMessage or being able to email and then go to the text and then go maybe to a, you know, sending a video and creating a video for the customer through AI yeah. and sending it over and expanding its ability, therefore reducing the task load on the salesperson, not workload, task load, right? Reducing the task load so that the salesperson now can be a salesperson and focus on the relationship building. And I am a, in, oh, good, good. I'm sorry. No, that's, that was it. And not be inundated with the additional... Yes, <laughs> I am excited about the the whole idea of like omni-channel synergy with with AI and and uh, you know mm. cross cross devices across platforms is, is very interesting. Now I, I do want to I'm gonna start bringing the show to a close here uh, okay. as we're hitting about I, I try to keep it to about thirty minute conversations. Uh, so uh, believe me, but if I could keep you for hours, I would. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the conversation. Now 
I've noticed, you know, with, with, uh, you know, change can be hard to embrace. Right. And I mean, I even had dealers who were resistant to automotive inventory ads on Facebook, like what, you're not going to send them to my website. No way. Uh, you know, so with AI, have you noticed in your conversations with dealers, are they encouraged and embracing it by it? Are they, are they a little resistant? What, what's been the reaction you've been seeing in, in trying to introduce AI, this type of AI in the, in the customer journey with dealers? I mean, it's definitely on the, it, in the automotive industry, it's on the forefront of scary, right? Most dealers are like, sounds good, but does it work? Right. There's not a yeah. huge amount of data that sits there and says, oh, if you do this, you're going to, you know, increase your closing ratio by, you know, four to five points or you're going to, you know, your, your, your average, uh, your average gross per car is going to grow up, you know, go up and all of a sudden there's not a lot of data points that suggest that as of right now. Yeah. Um, so the conversations are great and the, the demos that are being had and the, and the, how do we fit this in the process are, have all been fantastic. But there is a hesitancy there, right? You have some dealers that are highly, highly progressive on it. And they're like, cool, yeah, I'm in, let's go. And some they're like, mm, you know, I don't know. My team does a good job. And so you do your best to not step on their toes and try to say, well, do they? Let's look, right? Yeah. How, how, you know, you say, okay, if you have a, if you have a, they have to respond within 10 minutes of the lead. Do you really think that's quick enough? And how are they responding? Because you may have a great response time but what is being done? Is it an auto email that gets sent out and an auto text for an opt-in, but no substance? And that's what you're gauging it on. And so, mind you, I'm not jumping in there and attacking them or even saying it necessarily in the way that I just said it to you, but that's what's kind of going on in my head. And so there is this hesitancy on it, um, but that's where we're using a lot of people that we have right now. And I say beta testing in a, in a very loose way, but we're utilizing the, the dealers and the customers and every all the data points that we can grab to enhance, to yeah. make it better so that as we go on, we can expand our ability to hit dealers that are maybe right on that verge and really just need to be proved or need need needs the proof to be able to shift over into this, you know, kind of new wave of doing stuff. Um, but I think it's going to be incredibly more prevalent in the future. And so that's where I leverage them is like, yeah. look, I can save you a lot of money without having to hire additional people that it's the human capital is expensive. And I'm not saying to get rid of people by all means, keep your staff, keep your same process. Just let us help you out. Let us create a little bit of lift for you. And I'll show you what the lift does. The lift helps you out in this way. And then we'll work through it together. Hey, I'm seeing lift here, but not here. I'm seeing lift here, but the results from that lift are not very good. Hey, let's talk about it. I'm the first person to raise my hand and say, if I'm doing something wrong or if something I'm doing for you is not working, please tell me. I would rather you tell me that than tell me that I'm doing a great job. Because if I don't hear from you, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> if I if I hear from you, that means I'm probably not. And I want you to be <laughs> open with me about it because yeah. everybody has to improve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, I appreciate all of that. And, and uh, yeah, it's... Uh... I mean, you know, my recommendation for dealers, you know, always is, you know, not to chase the, you know, the, the after the shiny objects, but when something, uh, you know, there are certain truths to where things are headed in marketing and mm -hmm. leaning into automations and machine learning and AI, I think are absolute musts. And I think you need to be discerning in, mm -hmm. in who you, who you, 
work with and and and, and what sort of uh, tools you you end up using because like we said like there there's a lot of uh, uh, people out there claiming to have certain things like AI that 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 they don't really so that kind of that begs a final question for me to ask you. And if you need a moment, uh, you can you can take as much time as you need to think on it. But we'll see so, how sharp I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that begs the question for me then is that are there as dealers are looking at potential partners in AI, are there certain features? Are there certain questions they should ask? Are there certain features they should look for? What what are some final tips or insights you can offer dealers as they're considering something like this? I think it really goes down to kind of what I mentioned earlier, the integrity of the intended information, right? There's companies and I'm not pointing anybody specifically out, but like I said about the inventory feed, right? We all know that it's not hundred percent accurate, but if we're communicating with the customer, if there's, because right now there's a lot of AI in non public facing aspects of automotive, but now that we're moving into the public facing aspect where there's actual communication, be have integrity with, with the, the information that you're giving the customer, because you have to understand the AI is now representing the store. So if I was a dealer and I'm asking a company what they're doing, just ask them like, what information are you willing and openly giving to my customers? Because that's important for me because they want to, you know, dealers are very specific about controlling the conversation. You say this and we have these value props and this is when we're open and these are the holidays and this is the sales that we have and all this other stuff. If they're, if they're as mindful of the communication that their salespeople and managers and stuff are giving, given, then they need to at least ask that question for their future partner. How far down into the information are you willing to go to try to get that customer? Because I'm happy to get an appointment, but at what cost? At what cost of the appointment is the customer coming in and then now mad because they drove three hours and the car's not there and no, they can't do that. And so there's sometimes a disconnect between what a company is willing to do to get the the result versus having the integrity of saying, look, I, I don't do that. I yeah. don't do that because I'm worried and concerned about you and the results that you're going to get based off of what we do. And I want you to be happy with us because, and and kind of having that, I want to be a partner. Like it's kind of, funny at this point like of course i want to be a partner with you like there's a reason yeah. why i'm trying to get your business is because we're going to be partners you're not just going to be another notch in the belt you're not going to be whatever you're a partner and when it comes to partners there has to be fluid very seamless communication so i'm going to be very open on my end about what we will and will not do and so anybody that you are looking to bring in be aware and ask the appropriate questions of what will you and what will will you not do and how will you react to if if the if the partner decides to do something that could potentially hurt the dealership not legally but just from a appearance standpoint where that they're giving wrong information how does the vendor partner adapt to that and how will they adjust to that concern if it's hard nose this is what we do and we don't deviate from that then maybe it's not the right partner or maybe yeah. it is maybe you want to go down that route i'm not saying that either way is better if I was a dealer and I'm asking a vendor partner, ask what they're willing to and willing, not willing to do when it comes to the presentation towards the customer. Wonderful. Excellent. I knew this conversation was going to be extremely insightful and, uh, and you definitely uh, delivered as I expected, man. Uh, so that let's, let's end it with this for any dealer listening that wants to learn more about connect, wants to learn more about AI, how can they reach out to you? 
Well, if they want to learn more about Connect, just go to connect.ai, connect.ai, right? So connect.ai is the website. Um, it's actually a, a pretty fresh website. It's been out for maybe 10, 15 days. Okay. Um, has some cool scenario, cool scenarios on it. You can go in there and actually go through a scenario and kind of see how it works a little bit from the customer's point of view, which I think is important. If you want to connect with me, LinkedIn or Facebook, Colby Joiner. That's the easiest way. And I'm happy to have a combo with you, uh, do a demo or just, you know, overall just hang out, whatever Wonderful. Works. Colby Joiner, connect.ai. I really appreciate you taking time today to do the KPI Cafe. So thank you very much. Thank you. And everyone stay tuned because I'm going to preview what's going to be happening next week. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed part two with Colby Joiner of connect.ai and talking about AI. Uh, definitely something to continue digging into, understanding more about how uh, different products and platforms truly are AI and if they are not, uh, being cognizant of that. Uh, definitely again recommend the book, uh, the Marketing AI Canvas uh, or AI Marketing Canvas. I'm not looking at the title right in front of me, uh, so I'm not, <laughs> it might be transposing. Uh, some of the words, but uh, definitely an interesting topic, definitely something to keep aware of as, you know, we, we talked about during both episodes, uh, you know, that's, this is trajectory, this is the trajectory, right? This is where things are heading. Automation, AI, machine learning, uh, with that human oversight element to it. So we're going to take a step out of sort of direct digital marketing we're going to dive into the BDC with BDC Angel's very own Wendy Reeves. So next week, Wendy Reeves joins the KPI Cafe as finally an official uh, primary guest. She's been uh, kind enough to do a what's going on in auto with us in the past, uh, but I've always wanted to get Wendy on to uh, discuss the BDC. So, you know, content yet to be determined. Uh, but we're going to sync up and figure that out. And I hope you'll join us next week for the next KPI Cafe. Have a great day, everyone.